Aloha. Welcome. This is Abe's Ukulele Podcast, the show where everything's made up and the points don't matter. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, this is a podcast for ukulele players and teachers to get better at doing that. Playing and teaching, of course. Don't mind the whistling. It's one of my favorite tracks. At this point, the podcast sort of comes out monthly, but mostly it just comes out as often as I can manage. My hope is to create an evergreen audio archive of inspiration and learning for all ukulele players and teachers. I try my best to make the audio sound really good and the conversations really insightful. I would love to hear from you and how you're finding it. Uh, you can reach me directly through the feedback link in the show notes. You can also leave a review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. That's very helpful. I got a, an iTunes review from Uke Jen. She says, I enjoy Abe's podcast about ukulele. He has a human touch and makes the listener feel right at home with his guests. I love the focus on teaching. Thank you so much, Uke Jen. Um, yeah, I, I really want to try and help you get better as a teacher and a player because that's what I am and <laughs> I want to get better as a player and teacher. I also got an iTunes review from Weezy Jazz. I hope I pronounced that correctly. All the way in Australia. She says, this show is a hidden gem for the ukulele player. Abe talks all things ukulele covering a different topic each week and conducting interviews with inspiring ukulele teachers and performers. Thank you so much, Wheezy Jazz. And I'm so sorry if I didn't say your name correctly. Yeah, that, anyway, that means so much. I really appreciate the kind words. It helps so much. <laughs> I can't say it enough. And now, anyway, on to the chat. Mim is the person that I talked to today um, at the ukulele soiree. She is actually the first setup technician that I've had on the show. She runs a one-woman shop in Virginia in the United States, and I got to catch up with her after a long day of playing, teaching, and setting up ukuleles. So, um, yeah, without further ado, here we go. Okay. I, I want the internet to stop ruining ukulele. <laughs> Okay, can you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Mim from Mim's Ukes. Cool. What do you do, Mim? I sell ukuleles and um, ukuleles only out of a little shop in Floyd, Virginia. Very cool. Is that in the Appalachian Mountains? Yes, it is. It's right off the Blue Ridge Parkway. So I'm literally 0.1 mile off the Blue Ridge Parkway. You, um, it. You have to kind of, it's off the beaten path. It's close to nothing, but yet close to a lot of really quaint stops. So it's really a neat little place. I've driven on it. It's magical in the morning. It's magical in the morning. I live near this place called Rocky Knob, which is like has some of the best views into the valley below. And I live two miles from this place called Maybury's Mill, which is a big stop. So it's like a working uh, grist mill. So it's pretty cool. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. So what do you love most about your job selling and setting up ukuleles? I'm a handy person. So like people ask me if I build ukes and I'm like, no, I really don't because I I like I can fix things, but I, like I'm not crafty. I'm handy. So and I really like puzzles. So in a way to me, setup is a lot like a puzzle. There's a series of steps to it, but all these steps lead to the final product of like a buzz-free, easily playable you know, ukulele. So 
so it's something that I'm really passionate about because I do love having a final product. I love the customers too. And I like the difference that a well-set-up ukulele makes for customers. Because what um, gets me is there's a lot of people that are thinking that they're not successful at certain things on the ukulele and they think it's them. Often even teachers will tell them it's them. Um, they'll say, my teacher told me, you know, I'm doing the B flat wrong or that my hand isn't made for this or my arthritis is keeping me from doing this. But with the right strings, the proper setup, you can be a successful player. And that's something that I'm really, really passionate about. When somebody has a uke, like somebody's bringing me one tomorrow. And, and to be honest, he was going to buy a uke for me because he's like, I need your setup. And I was like, well, what? What are you playing now? And it was going to be comparable to what he was buying. And I said, well, how about you bring me that first? Let me set it up, see if it makes a difference. Because there's no sense in, like, buying another ukulele and then just having one hanging around that you're not happy about. I think with new strings, a proper setup, he's going to find that he'll be a lot more successful of a player. But he thought it was him. I think it's his uke. That's awesome. So you would say a setup makes a really big difference no matter what the cost of the uke is? No matter what. Now, there are a lot, like when you get the higher end, like handmade ukuleles that you can go, you know, they don't need a setup. But I've even found even high-end ukuleles need a setup because it's that final step. It's really that dialing in to like the perfect like height and the perfect feel that you're going to want for that that uke. So honestly, I've set up ukes. My, my Macaulay Dolphins get set up. You know, and I'm telling you, they're pain in the butt, and I make hardly any money. Um, but I do it because those are often going to kids, and they're going to beginners. And those are the people that, like, most importantly need a setup. But then if you think about it, the high ends are going to the more advanced players. And that's really important that they need a good setup so that they can continue to progress. So, like, I had, like, the little tagline. And honestly, it wasn't something I thought that much about. I just decided that, like, one day I was like— Every ukulele, I was talking to somebody, you know, kind of like talking to you. And I was like, every ukulele deserves a great setup. And I'm like, oh, that's my tagline. Because like that, a guy came to my shop once. I'll tell you stories. A guy came to my shop once to actually have me work on a court law um, that had a problem. There's actually just one high fret above the 12th fret. But it was funny how much it affected the entire uke. And he's a very skilled player. But then when he was done, we were talking. And I would picked up the uke that I had been working on. is about a $100 uke. And he's like what are you doing? And I was like, I'm I'm setting up this uke. And he's like, well, why? It's not worth your time and your money. And I said, well, you know, actually it is. Because even though I don't make a lot Mm -hmm. on like these lower end ukes, it was like a, I think it was like a $95 uke. Um, Those are the ones that are going to like the beginners and stuff. And that's what my reputation is built on. People are then realize the difference. They feel the difference. They play the difference. They'll play someone else's you can go, but wait, I spent less money. Mine plays better. But so then they'll come back to me for their other ukes, you know. And I've built a really good and loyal customer base as a result because they they have felt felt the difference. It really is a feel thing. I mean, you hear the difference, too, because they won't be buzzy. Mm -hmm. But, but, But it saves a whole lot on the fingertips. You know, and also just being able to progress to have that really good setup, whether it's 60, I said, set up a $6,000 ukulele the other day. Wow. Yeah. Um, so if beginners are coming to your shop mm-hmm. or looking online, um, what do you recommend that they know before looking for an ukulele? And this would be like a beginner that probably has played a little bit and is finally considering like, oh, I need something because I like playing. Set a budget. Like, 
because that's the big thing too is I think sometimes people think more expensive is better, but I've like played expensive ukes that don't play as well as the lower ends because it comes down to setup. Um, so a good setup is really important. So make sure you're definitely getting your uke set up. And I know I, I like I probably said set up like 50 times already <laughs> in this interview, but it is it's just that important. It really is. And then um, and then decide about your lifestyle too because a lot of people sit there and go, well, I have to have an all solid uke because I went online and did research and they said all solid is better. And it's like. Who said it? <laughs> Who said it and why? And then I'm like, well, where are you taking your uke? Well, I like to take it camping and I like to take it to the beach. And I, you know, I've got like a, a lot of small kids in my house. And I'm like, well, then you may want to go with like a well set up laminate, maybe upgrade the strings to something that gives you a little bit more full sound. Um, and then that way you don't have to baby it as much. Uh, that being said, if you're the type of person that wants that more elevated tone, that elevated feel that, you know, then if you do have the budget for it, you can go, you know, with your higher ends. I think the big thing though is just knowing know thyself, you know, know what you actually need and don't feel like you have to drop a thousand dollars to get a great uke. That being said, if you drop a thousand dollars, you're going to get a great uke. So when people come to my shop, it's really funny. The first thing I ask is their budget, but I assure them it's not so that I can like bring them up to their budget. Because a lot of times like a car salesman will say, what's your budget? And they're going to sell you that or higher. Mm -hmm. They're going to tell you why you need to pay more money. My thing is I'm just not going to put something in your hand where you're dissatisfied with your $200 purchase because I put a Koaloa on your hand. That being said, if your budget is $1,000, try the Koaloa and see if that's the sound that melts your heart. So I think, you know, know knowing your budget, knowing what you're going to use the uke for, um, it's just something really important and just being realistic. I mean, here I am. I mean, I'm a ukulele retailer. I should be telling you, like, you need a nicer uke to be successful. Mm -hmm. But I'm not. I've had seen somebody play circles around me on, a, like, a mahalo because they practice. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, that being said, a setup sure, sure as heck does help. Um, so, yeah, set a budget. Also, like little descriptors can sometimes help. If somebody goes, you know, I really want something bright and bold. Then I kind of know which way to take you. I want something warm and mellow. I want something to accompany my voice. I'm a finger picker. Um, uh, you know, like things like that can actually change what tone would you'd want as well. And so we talk about that as well and get some in your hands. Mm. Yeah. That sounds great. So you've been to the soiree for how many years now? I thought it was five, but it may have been four. I can't remember. <laughs> Okay, so you're pretty you're pretty seasoned at this this shindig, or should yeah. I say, this soiree. Um, what did you teach this year? Um, I honestly taught the same workshops each time, but I'm working a new one called From Seat to Stage, and it's talking about mapping your journey as a performer because I think it's important to know that no matter your skill level, you can actually offer something to the audience. Um, <laughs> as you can see tonight, none of my court, my none of my songs like went beyond six chords. Um, but um, what I teach here is, how, you know, things to look for when buying a ukulele. So I do do a class on that. Um, and then I do one called um, Proper Care and Feeding at the Ukulele. And that's my favorite one. Because honestly, I tell people the basics of sort of the do-it-yourself home setup and fixing remedies for your uke. Um, a lot of people are uncomfortable doing a lot of things that I do on their own ukulele, particularly if they're already attached to it. That's scary. It's scary. <laughs> but this is how what this is like the best like way I can explain it. Like if you go to a car dealer and you say, 
my uke, I mean, my car. Okay. I'm so tired. Wrong shop. Wrong (laughs) shop. We're so like, it's so late, guys, out there in podcast land. But like, say, my, my, um, my car is like going, I need you to fix it. I've been to car dealers before that will come back and be like, oh, it, um, it's this, and you need your serpentine belt changed. And you need a new car. And you need it, and yeah, you need a new car, or you need a new fuel filter. Mm-hmm. Oh, and while I was at it, I found this wrong, this wrong, this wrong, and then before you know it, you're paying $800. Mm-hmm. Or you could go in and be like, um, my, this doesn't work. Like, do you know what I'm saying? And then like, they really, Go to AutoZone. You yeah. can fix it yourself. If you you can either fix it yourself or if you need someone else to do it, they can't like, like put one on you. You know, they oh, they okay. they can you know they're they're going to fix what you said needed to be fixed. Mm-hmm. So same thing with a uke. So let's say your uke is buzzy, and because of the things that I taught you in your class, you know it's because your nut's too low and you're too scared to do the super glue and nut trick that I do teach in my class. Mm-hmm. You would be able to go to Luthier and know that it's a five-minute fix, and they can't then. A lot of times, some repair shops will be like, I'll take your uke, and I'll fix it up in the back, and you can come back a few days later. Mm-hmm. And that took me an hour. It was a mess, $50. You know what I'm saying? And I have had my own personal experience with that with my guitar. I didn't know about truss rods. I was 18 years old and pretty dumb. Mm -hmm. And $300 later, now that I'm older and more wiser, Mm -hmm. they told me it needed a whole refretting. They told me it needed all this work on it. $300 later, and I'm almost 100% positive all they did was a five-minute truss rod adjustment. Do you know what I'm saying? So with the uke, there's a lot of things that then that way you can go to a repair person and go, hey, look. I was able to figure out that I've got a high third fret, mm-hmm. and that's causing this to buzz, my G to buzz. Can you level this, you know, for me and, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. So so it's nice. So we talk about that, and then a lot of people ask a lot of questions. So it's, it's, it's a good – it's my favorite workshop to teach because mm-hmm. I feel like it's empowering. People often leave me there like, that was a lot of information. But the thing is it just empowers people to take care of their own ukulele. Mm-hmm issues are be able to properly get them taken care of because also a lot of people only have like access to guitar techs mm-hmm. and you are a completely different beast but people think they aren't mm-hmm. they'll be like oh well guitar tech should be able to fix you completely different needs on a nylon string short scale instrument than a steel string yeah. you know longer neck instrument That's true yeah well ma'am it's getting late um so <laughs> finally Last question. In a nutshell, uh, what do you think about the ukulele soiree? I really love the soiree. So, I mean, I wouldn't keep coming back. It was horrible, but it grows every year. And the thing is, because I keep coming back, like I've gotten to see that growth and the joy. So everybody that comes has like a really good time. The people who put it on really care, and you can always tell. They not only care about like the people who come, but they really care about the vendors are treated very well. The artists are treated very well. Um, they make sure. It's funny. I've come so often that multiple people know to remind me to eat because I have a tendency to get really busy and not eat. And so, like, three different people today have said, and then have you eaten? And, like, have brought me a cup of water. They're just thoughtful. But then when you come, it's just a lot of fun. So they always have a really – they're very good about having a really good wide variety of acts, um, a wide variety of workshops. This new venue is great. Um, the, even things like the pool is great. Um, so this time, you know, I brought – 
I always bring, you know, usually a kid to help me. But my daughter Callie came with me this time, and she's been able to enjoy the pool and the venue. Um, so it's been it's been really great, and I feel like they grow and they improve every year. So every year you come, you kind of see them really putting a lot of care into, like, they never phone it in, ever. Every year has been excellent. So, yes, I'm really excited to see them grow, and I hope it keeps growing. Yeah. 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 I love this place. So, Mim, thanks so much for talking to me. Thank you. This was fun. You've, we've been trying to do interviews for how many years? Last year. I don't know. Too long. Yeah, too long. Too many yeah. people want you to set up their ooks. Yeah, that's that's it. Is 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 my table is always covered. So we are doing this interview at like started at like eleven fifteen. Yeah, really late. Really late because there's just no time earlier today. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Well, there you have it. I hope that was interesting and insightful. It's clear to me that Mim really cares about the player's experience with an ukulele. When you're buying a new ukulele, I think the most important thing is how it feels and sounds to you. Now, I don't really like the idea of using this podcast to advertise for things, but after seeing Mim work tirelessly throughout the weekend to help everyone she can while simultaneously teaching and performing with joy and humor, I'm inspired. If you need a new ook in the U.S., you'll be well taken care of to give her little shop a little look-see. As an ukulele player, we all know the next ukulele purchase is just around the corner. <laughs> Am I right? So I've got one more episode to share with you from the ukulele soiree that will be out very soon. I'll be heading to the Ashokan Uk Fest this Saturday, and I'll have some things to share with you from there. I also had a chance to record an interview with an incredible player from Hawaii that did a little tour through New England recently. I can't wait to share that with you. If you want to help me do all that, just leave me a tip in the tip jar. Thank you so much. As always, thank you for spending your time with me. And I'll talk to you next time. Aloha!